passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. One and six. What the man you will fight for? Just everything you got today. Not because of the school board. But because when this game ends, you have a brother to call for life. Knowing you gave everything you had. That's why you play as a raven. That's why you fight as a raven. That's why no matter what nobody on the outside says, fight your fight. David found a way to fight his fight. Raven. Joe Flacco, lead your team. It's your fight. It's our fight. Let's see if somebody can deal with really who we are. Live, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino, and this is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. I'm going to tell y'all something right off the bat. Ray Lewis, every time he gives a motivational speech, gives me the chills. Something key that he said in that speech. David found a way to fight his fight. The scoreboard doesn't matter what happens in that game. You always fight. LSU, players, fans, coaches who don't give a shit anymore. It does not matter what that scoreboard says. Saturday night, you go out there and fight. We're going to edit this. Because I'm seeing too much. Way too much Oh my God, the season's over. We can't do anything. Bull. 
Let's go, man. Let's go. You're an LSU fan. Don't be a fair weather fan. Be a fan for life. Let's get at it. All right. Off we go. Welcome aboard. <laughs> right off the gate. Dylan Landry on Facebook Live says, let's go. In his normal first comment spot. Jared Smith says, what's up, Tiger Nation? Ryan Mayer says my name for some reason. I don't know. Yes, that's me. I said I had the chills from some Ray Lewis. Some Ray Lewis. You ain't going to beat Ray Lewis. You ain't going to do it. All right, everybody, give me your score predictions for Saturday, and we will put them up here. Zach Pearson, the great Zach Pearson, is going to be joining the show. He just had a little baby. Him and his wife are doing fantastic. He's finally back on his Thursday slot. So excited to have Zach. He'll be joining us in about 10 minutes. In about 10 minutes. And also, the Rudy Pooh of the day, the ACC, made some news. Brett Siancia from Pick 6 Previews saying something that's absolutely Rudy Pooh. Are we going to talk about that? Heck yeah. But either way, let I want all of you to know, after what you're about to do and hitting the like and hitting the share and sharing into some groups, it is not about the scoreboard. Go out there and fight. Too many fans are getting upset. And, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go, man. If you have that energy and you bring that energy, those kids will bring that energy. You don't back down to nobody. Well, Bama so much. So, so good. So what? Tired of seeing it from LSU fans backing down, and especially from the media. Stop backing down. All day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can't take it anymore, y'all. I can't take it anymore. My blood pressure is through the roof because they just want to lay down. All right, let's get to some of these comments. But before we get to that, before we get to the comments, guys, you got to go see my good friends over at GM, Varnado and Sons. GM, Varnado and Sons has faithfully been serving that Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis worth all of their trained technicians. They can do anything you see here. The routine maintenance, tire repair, tire replacements, any automotive repair need. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino sent you on by. Also, if that car, look, if GM can't fix it, you got to go see my man Woody Clark. Over at Robinson Brothers Ford Lincoln. 11455 Airline Highway, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. All you got to do is a hashtag, ask for Woody. 225-603-5432. That's 225-603-5432. And go see all of their beautiful inventory over at RobinsonBrothersFord.com. That's RobinsonBrothersFord.com. Okay, let's get to a couple of these comments. I'm seeing some scores. John Adam, John Adam says 49 to 13, the bad guys. Michael Ray says, yo, what's good? Go Tigers. I'm with you. Aaron Adams Jr. says, Bama 37-13. Listen, Adam, or Aaron, excuse me, Aaron, if that happens, I'm a little okay with that. You hold Bama to under 40 points, and your offense is a little anemic, defensively, I might take that a little bit. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Okay, I saw a couple. Dylan Landry said, 36-33, the Tigers. Man, listen. If LSU knocks off the beast and knocks him off two years in a row, I might. I'm not going to say I'm doing it because you'll keep me to it. But if they do it, 
In the post-game show Saturday, I might do the whole show with my shirt off. I might get my chest hair braided. Hell, I'll get my beard braided. You know what? I'll shave just the mustache and leave everything and have a bearded chest hair. Aaron Webb, what's up, man? He says, really curious on what changes will be made this offseason. Coaches, players coming, leaving, etc. Well, Aaron... I think that on the, you will see it on some offense on the offensive side, no doubt. I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Ensminger hung, hanged it up, hung is it hanged or hung, whatever it is, hung it up. Uh, and I think Scott Linehan is going to be going too on the defensive side. On the defensive side, I would think maybe you'll have some shakeups. It'll just depend on what position. I I would expect. I'm not here. I'm hearing a little rumbles, but I would just say I would expect that maybe Corey Raymond will get the entire defensive back room back. Maybe, quite possibly. Neil Farrell Sr., what's going on, sir? Hope you're having a good night. He says, go Tigers. Hell yeah. Let's go, man. Go Tigers. Dylan Landry says, give me all the heart you have. Listen, you just don't back down from anybody. Look, LSU in this game has to go out and establish either. Look, you have nothing to lose. Guys and ladies, LSU's got nothing to lose. What you going to lose in recruiting? Mason Smith made a comment today, the five-star number one defensive player in the nation that some are putting above Corey Foreman because Corey Foreman hadn't played in over a year. There's, Mason says, look, I know that they've had a lot of people that have left. What you want them to do about it? Hell, when you have 31 starters that leave too, yeah, you're probably going to lose. And that, well, Blake, there's only 22 people that play. I get that. I get that. But there are a lot of guys that made starts. 31 people. Maybe I shouldn't have said starters. But 31 what do you have to lose? Look, if you're if you're LSU, you fix up some of the things that you do offensively when it comes. Look, the, your two worst games, your two easily worst games in Auburn and Texas A&M last week, in my opinion, you couldn't block. You give TJ Finley, who's going to be the starter this upcoming Saturday, then what? Let him rip. Y'all let it rip. Nothing to be ashamed about. Let it rip. Establish the line of scrimmage. Punch them in the mouth. You want a motivational speech? You want me to go all Ray Lewis on your ass? It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what the fan thinks. It doesn't matter what your mommy and daddy think. It doesn't matter what Coach O thinks or Steve Ensminger or Bo Pelini thinks. At some point, like Ray Lewis said, it's a one-on-one matchup and you're one-on-one against a man. Nobody's there to save you anymore. Nobody's going to be there. And I am sick. And like I've mentioned, I am sick and tired of seeing LSU fans fall to their faces and crying because, oh, look at the rest of the season. Stop. Does the season suck? Yep. Does the season absolutely suck? Absolutely. Hate it. But let's go, man. Oh, Blake's got nothing, but he's just fired up. He's ready to go. Hell yeah, I'm fired up. Because you know what? Over the last decade, over the last 14 years, Nick Saban has been a terror on your ass. He's been the Darth Vader of of, of the last 14 years for LSU. I don't want any success from him. I'm going to have to cash a bet and put an Alabama sign right here because I said LSU was going to wax that ass. You think I want to do that? Jeff in the borough. We'll call back after the call back after the guest. You think I want to do that? Hell no. Let 
Vic says, I think Lee and Foreman are out. Hope Coach O can fill those spots, ready to play some guys. And, yeah, you get, you're processing some guys. You're processing some guys and girls. Not really. I'm just joking. See what I did there. But, yeah, I mean, look, it looks like Tristan Lee and, and Corey Foreman are out. Look, hopefully you get Savion Bird, and I know that they're high on a couple Ju- Juco offensive linemen. And, listen, the last Juco offensive lineman you got is starting in Seattle right now. His name is Damian Lewis. Jeff in the borough, I know you're listening. Call after the guest. <laughs> we can't talk about, this is an LSU show. Unless you're going to call talking about LSU, we're not going to talk about Kentucky to, to begin the show. We're not going to do it. Aaron Webb says, yes, I hope Corey Raymond gets the DBs back. And who would you look for an OC passing game coordinator? I don't know that yet, Aaron. I always kind of let these things shake out at the end of the season because you don't know who's going to get a head coaching job. You don't know what's going to really shake out. Usually, you start to look at that a little bit after the fact that you have some of these uh, head coaching vacancies and it's such a weird year. Uh, But there's a lot out there. Look, you do have Russ Callaway that's still there. You have a lot of great minds. Hell, go get somebody from the Saints. I mean, last time you went and got somebody from the Saints, look what happened. And look look what happened when he's in Carolina. So, I mean, you got a lot of young minds that can come in and be a new OC. Uh, John Adams says, I'd wax my whole damn body if LSU won 36-33. Yeah, I would too. I'll go get a a Brazilian bikini wax. You know what? And Outside of it being filmed in the the naughty areas, I'll film that sucker. I'll go complete 40-year-old virgin and get these chest hairs waxed if LSU beats Alabama 36-33. Y'all think I'm joking. And we're going to film it. Hell, Zach Pearson's going to join us in about a minute. I'll get him to come film it. Hell, I'll bring the wax and go to his house and we'll film my, my, me getting my, my, you know, my chest waxed. <laughs> How do I get here, man? How do we always get here where I'm physically making harm to myself? All right. Let's get a couple more Kentucky. I saw that comment. Uh, but let's get a couple more comments, and we will we will get on to our good friend, Mr. Zach Pearson. Alan Long, what's up, Alan? Hey, and I appreciate your comment today, sir. I really do appreciate that. I really, really do. Alan, you know, was telling some people uh, about RU Series Sports. I appreciate that, my man. He said, did Corey Foreman cancel his visit this weekend? That's what I'm hearing. It, it, I know that a couple people are saying that he's still coming, but, I mean, you look at USC, who's all over this. They're saying that he has canceled his uh, his trip to Baton Rouge. Uh, Dakota Hopper says, do you think we still get Rayshon Davis? No idea. Those California guys are getting a little shaky right now. They're getting a little shaky. Okay, well, let's get over to our good friend, Mr. Zach Pearson. He's been out for a while. But before we get to him, before we get to him, guys, don't forget to go see my good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And tell him Blake Rafino sent you on by. And for the number one real estate firm in all of the North Shore, you got to go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. Give them a call and meet with one of their great real estate agents today at 985-467-7355. 985-467-7355. Go see all of their great listings on Facebook or on their website at your home team LA. That's at your home team, L.A. Mr. Zach Pearson. First off, first off, congratulations or in order. You are a new dad. So tell us, man, how's it right. been? How's it been with the little man? 
Um, before I start, so I don't have my microphone, so let me know if uh, if you need me to change my setup. Um, no, but, you're good, man. We can hear you. You're all good. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so to answer your question, uh, everything has been good. He's growing like crazy. I haven't slept in a month, and <laughs> we're loving it, man. I told you. I told you the month before. Get all the sleep you, you can get because it's coming. <laughs> Look, listen, quick oh, yeah. side note before we get into all this, man. The first night Ben was born, the first night, I couldn't sleep. I kept trying to check. You know, they, they swallow them up, and they look like a football, mm-hmm. and you can't tell if they're breathing. Yeah. I was panicking, you dude. can't fumble them. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, and I got butterfingers, man. I Jeff and Clay and, and Evan couldn't teach me how to catch. I still got butterfingers, dude. So, But anyway, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, look, we've had a lot of people asking you, asking for where you're at when you're coming back. And I was telling them, look, you're a new dad and everything's going on. But look, a lot's changed. A lot. <laughs> a lot's happened, Zach, over the last yeah. month. I guess in your mind, yeah. what have you seen uh, that you're just kind of like, man, what's going on? And I guess over the last month, and, and LSU's had a lot of struggles. Do you think, Zach, that it's just because if they have a young team? Or, or what's your take on all of this? I think, um, so So, like like you said, I haven't been on. I didn't come on in the month of November. And I'm really, I'm just the most thankful for the fact that um, LSU didn't play any games in November. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't expect it to go there. But, yes, they really didn't. Uh, they they really didn't. And look, I don't know, Zach. And look, the reason I asked you, you know, even before November is because, look, I knew that this was going to be a, a, a tough time with two true freshmen at quarterback, you know, and that's why I was t- asking you from a player's perspective how big of a deal that is uh, just in the sense yeah. of being a freshman and going out there uh, uh, like that. Zach, let me ask you this. LSU's got Alabama this week, right? Have you ever been yeah. on a team where you know you're probably not better than the team you're going up against and you're like the David and they're the Goliath? Or when you were at LSU, were you always the Goliath that everybody was trying to take down? Um, I, I would say that I was very fortunate to never be on a team that felt like we were going to lose. Like we, I was never on a team that I ever thought was the worst team, and I'm sure every team feels like they're going to win. Um but I was I was lucky, you know. At, at, in high school, we were very competitive. At LSU, we obviously we were competitive. At LSU, we were competitive. So I was never I never entered a game thinking that anything was going to happen except for a victory. Um, and I would hope that the football team feels that way. But uh, after seeing how um, Nick Saban kind of said that, like they don't get the opportunity for many revenge games, <laughs> I'm afraid they might they might hang a hundred on us. Zach, I said the same thing last night. Look, that that panics me, you know, because yeah, it, go it's ahead. Like he wants, he wants to score a hundred. Is how it I, sounds. I know. Like he he really wants. Like I don't know, Zach. And and, and we got to be careful here. And and uh, if you have a question for Zach, here's what to ask Zach. For some reason. My, it won't hit the mess. Oh, there they go. But if you have a question, hit us with the in the comments at hashtag ask Zach. Uh, Look, he just really, you can tell that there's something different, right? Like he's just, look, we're going to beat their brains out. And there's a part of me too that knows Nick Saban or or we've seen Nick Saban enough 
I don't know how much he would want to risk injury either because he's got a national title yeah. right down the line. So maybe that saves LSU. But listen, I'm not so sure that this game in and of itself is not going to be a little bit closer than some experts think. I'm going to give this over to you. Zach, uh, young teams are very inconsistent. And we've seen this from LSU being very inconsistent. One game they put up 52. The next game they put up 11. The next game they beat Arkansas and just run it down their throats. The next game they lay an egg against Texas A&M. Do you think with the motivation and this being Alabama that this team is going to be really focused going out there and wanting to really go out there? And and I don't want to say beat. I mean, I know they want to beat Bama, but just at least keep this game close. I think you I think you definitely have that in the locker room. Um but at the end of the day, I mean I would love to see it happen. I mean, it would be the this entire crazy season would 100% be worth it. Um but at the end of the day, I mean especially with, you know, the opt out, you know, you you just lost Terrace Marshall. I don't know who else is out, but it's it's not going to be one of the it, – it's not a sports movie, right? At the end of the day, <laughs> that's kind of how those things tend to go, where where these guys start to feel real good about themselves. Like you said, the David and Goliath thing, um, the fans start to hype it up, this and that. Those things, 99% of the time, they don't, they don't work out the way they do. It's just locker room motivation. Have you ever seen the movie Little Giants? Yes, of course. Do you do you know that Kevin got beat when he went down Cherry Hill? They raced a hundred times, and he won ninety nine. But one time, (laughs) yeah, that's right. One time, but tonight, tonight we skate with them. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I hear you, Zach Pearson's our guest. Uh, Yeah, I'm look. I'm with you. I don't know. And there was a question here. Uh, from John, he asked, um, golly, why is this? Oh, do you think the defense actually improved for the A&M game, or is it fool's gold? I think that they have improved. Look, if you've looked mm-hmm. over the last – look, they lead the SEC in the last five games on third down conversion. They lead the SEC in pressures, not sacks, but pressures and hurries. And we see when a team is actually starting to sack a quarterback, what that can do, I think that they have – Zach, what is the biggest thing that you've seen yep. from this team over the last couple or last month that you're just like, I mean, and, and if you've been ever to really look at them and watch them, I'm sure you have, but it, what have mm-hmm. you, is there anything, one thing that you've seen that you're just like, man, that's number one on the list you've got to clean up? Uh, to clean up, I mean, we just, we're not able to move the ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think defensively, like you said, I think we've been good. Um, we really have. It's just that when they, when you look back at like, let's say it's halftime, you look back at the last two quarters, you're like, man, we never really were threatening them at any real moment. Right. You know, like you, you never, you even feel like the, the drives where the ball was moving. It's like, man, it just, you never felt like you were actually on attack. And it's crazy because if you look at how we felt this time last year, it was the exact opposite where it's like, I don't know if we've ever not attacked someone. Like, I don't know if we've ever been stopped. It's how you felt last year. And now it's like, man, if we, if we get, if we get 20 yards on a play, it's like, well, we got lucky there. Let's see if we can keep that going. Right. And and like you said, it's probably the freshman quarterback thing. That's probably a lot to do with it, but I just think something else is going on, whether it's in the trenches or what, but we're not, we don't feel like as like or at least I don't I don't feel like we're ever really attacking 
Yeah, I, I'm with you there. And, and, and you know, Zach, the only, and look, I, I was well-documented on this all last season. Um, in reference to the Auburn game, I would, look, you can ask anybody who follows us or listens. I was panicking the entire time. The entire week, I'm like, look, you better, you better not slip. And that game was never out of hand, like never out of LSU's hands. But twenty three twenty is at the end of the day twenty three twenty, right? And you felt but that Auburn way. Had something that no one else had in that defensive line. I know. The only reason, the only reason Auburn was able to do that was because their three man front was as good as anybody else's four. So no question. That's the only way. But you're right. It's it's. You're you're 100 percent right on that. They were it was a much closer game than I was comfortable watching. Yeah, and look, Joe Burrow was getting hit out of bounds. They were you know they were flying after him. And look, I'll fight behind Joe Burrow. Let's not get this twisted. I'll fight behind me some Joe Burrow. <laughs> I mean, and congratulations, Joe, on your successful surgery. Zach, you know what's interesting to me too is when you see these teams, when the dynasty. Look, you let's call LSU baseball what it is. It's a dynasty. You know, for baseball standards, it's a dynasty. Get better, Skip. Dude, I say that about Joe, Skip. Skip Bartman needs to get better. I mean, come on, man. What's going on here? But do you always – tell us this. Because I feel like you guys, especially in the SEC, were always the hunted, right? You were never the hunter. I mean, maybe you were at some points, but it felt like LSU has always been the hunted. Yeah. Take us through an offseason like that, man. Like, just – is the is the energy is the energy different? And I tagged you in something on Twitter a couple of days ago, and you were like, "No, I never worked out like that." <laughs> like I was just joking around. <laughs> but take us through that. Is it is it something different that like when that when that shifts that you got to go out there and make something happen, and you got to have good leadership up top? I think that's exactly what it is. I think you nailed it there. Um, going into 2015, I remember kind of feeling like. So we had, in the 14th season, we had these stretches where we were really good, and then we had these stretches where we were really bad. And going into 15, it was kind of a team approach of like, man, we're not having bad stretches. Like we just, you could kind of feel it in the fall. Nobody was having bad days. It was the weirdest thing. And so then we go into the season, we're all hyped up, and we ended up holding on to that very long because our off-season training, our preseason training and everything was spot on. And it was exactly that. We knew we had the target on our backs. We had a bunch of guys who kind of liked that. And I think that has a lot to do with it, too. A lot of guys say they like having a target on their back, but they don't really. Um, mm. You know, we, we caught a lot of, like, we would catch a lot of strays on social networks, you know, just, like, random stuff we would see where just, like, other programs <laughs> would be, like, kind of shitting on us, you know. And it was just, like, the weirdest thing, but we loved it. A lot of guys don't like that. And I saw that that was a main, a main complaint from fans at the beginning of this football season about, like, players who would lose a game and then would be on Twitter talking about, like, you either with us or you're not, you know? And it's like, well, at the end of the day, you, you're going to catch some strays. That's just kind of how it goes. And I just think some teams are better equipped in the locker room to handle that than others. And, and Zach, I want to give you a round of applause if the people that are listening to us on the podcast, you know, tomorrow – wouldn't be freaked out by us clapping. I would, I literally would stand up and give you a round of applause because that's so right. Like, right, that's so mm-hmm. right. Because listen, it's been my niche over the last five weeks or so. Stop being like that. Stop being so yeah. sensitive. Like, hey, listen to Ray Lewis. You were they were one to six and then made the playoffs. 
And so mm-hmm. he said, it's a man-on-man thing. And I think that, look, the thing that does bother me is that they that players hear it. And I, look, Ed Orgeron can say block out the noise. There's no such thing as blocking out the noise, right? Like Not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, not anymore. Because the noise gets sent straight to your palm immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's different now. I have a funny story about uh, <laughs> so a buddy of mine. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say his name, but a buddy of mine. He didn't have Twitter, and it was like either I think the 2014 season. Um, and he uh, so he downloads a Twitter account because we all had it, and he he goes and like he follows us all. Like first people that he follows was like the team, and then uh, the next morning or the next day, we we see him in the locker room. We're like, hey man, you finally made the leap, huh? He said, yeah, I deleted it already. And we were like, wait, why? He said, well, the first thing I did was search my name. <laughs> he said, and I just saw <laughs> everybody just trash-talking me. So I deleted the app. <laughs> Man, listen, that's like uh, the best probably, at least to me, because it's so genuine but yet so funny. Elon Manning on Twitter is freaking hilarious. Like, I, I remember somebody was doing a workout. I think it was DK Metcalf, and he was all shredded because DK did the interview with his brother Cooper, and he's got his shirt off, and he was, like, pumping his chest like he's Terry Crews. And then Eli Manning quote tweets it, and he goes, oh, you don't want any of this smoke. And I'm just like, like, that kind of stuff, you know, like he I never had a Twitter a day in his life. And he kind of talks about that a little. He goes, listen, I lived in New York. Like, I couldn't have yeah. Twitter. Oh, yeah. No, you can't. No way. You know what's funny? You talked about a story, and I'll give you one, too. There's a current LSU punter who we played in high school baseball. I'm pretty sure you can put the two and two together, but I'm not going to name drop. Yeah. And Frank, hey, do you think he's going to Do you think he's going to win the red guy? He's got a good chance. Listen, he might be the best. I, I mean, who's better? I don't who's know. Who's getting more opportunities? <laughs> well, I I don't know that. And, and listen, I don't think, look, to me, to me, the yards isn't a big deal. To me, the airtime's not a big deal to me. When you start putting the ball inside the 15 that consistently, that is next, that's Every NFL time. level. Yeah, yeah. Now, now He's listen. Good. He's like really good. Listen, <laughs> when he went flying last week and he fell on that on that thing, and he's like, like a 30-year-old. I'm 30. We're the same exact age. I can't do that. So, listen, all credit <laughs> to Zach Van Rosenberg on that. Uh, but, you know, like even him, Zachary players and Franklin players were going back on MySpace, back and forth with one another, putting stuff on people's okay. wall. Oh, your mama sucks. Oh, well, yeah, you should know because your mama was yeah. here last night. Like even on then, the on the wall, you know, and my – uh. My MySpace song was uh, uh, T-Pain, I'm in love with a stripper. You know, like... <laughs> great, great choice. Great choice, dude. So, MySpace was awesome. You had a song. You had a whole aesthetic. You had the whole aesthetic. Everybody could see who your best friends were. It was just right out the gate. I know everything about you immediately. I know. Better, that was the best. Way better. I love the song because you could do it to a mood. You, you know, every, mm-hmm. every Thursday night mm-hmm. during the football season, I would... Uh, change it to knuck if you buck okay that was my great, that great. was my uh thursday song great. i would change my uh my top 10 friends outside of evan and clay this is no joke out of evan and clay i would change the top eight to who had the best practices that week i was being petty uh-huh. as hell I, that was like my so best petty. thing i had to put both taylor brothers in there because they were always the best so i had to put them in the top two 
not because they I had to because they were the best, but that's how I did it. It was so great. You can't do that now, and you can't do that in today's society too. People would freak out. Oh, Zach, think of Zach. Think if I did that to my guest list, everybody that comes on AYS, you know, <laughs> hey Zach Pearson, and then everybody else. That wouldn't go right, you know. <laughs> No, and then and then the moment you took me off because I was missing a month, everybody'd be like, Man, did they fight? Or what? What's going on? I know. I, I know. No, we're not mad. We're not mad at all. <laughs> Zach, baseball season's around the corner. Basketball season's here. Not sure if you've been able to see a lot uh, of this basketball team because it's been three just kind of crazy games on ESPN, the Ocho pretty much. You know, yeah, yeah. Is there? Have you seen any of this basketball team this season? So I was able to watch. Uh, I was able to watch a little bit of Southeastern, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't able to watch the second game, which is the only one that I wanted to watch out of the three. Right. Um, but I was able to watch the first one and the third one. Cam Thomas, the true freshman guard. What you think about him Monster. in the limo time you've seen him? Monster. I mean, I'm I'm so glad that we have him. I like him. I mean, it, it, how do you average that many points a game in three games? Your first three games ever? You're just ready, just ready for the league? Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what that guy looks like in two months. I know. that's I, I'm right there with you. And I think outside of Pete Maravich, I think he's right now in the first three <laughs> games, I think he's number two. Like, <laughs> let that sink in. Watford has looked great, too. Like, yeah, I, I love that we have both those guys. I really do. I think Wofford's done a lot better defensively in the second and third game. But, you know, Zach, I was watching that first game, and that SIUE hit like 66 threes. And I'm like, man, how do you go that <laughs> long with all the Rona not learning how to just cover a three? Like, you're six foot eight foot 12. He was distant. He, right. He was distant. He was, man. He was. Listen. Something has been kind of coming up a little bit about this baseball team that Palmineri has been kind of, I don't want to say hinting, right? Like, he's not really hinting strongly, but he's given a hint that this might be one of the better baseball teams that he's had. He talked about the comparisons a little bit to 09 with a strong freshman class and some upperclassmen that have come back. He's talked about good hitting, good pitching. What do you th- when, when Look. And I'm not going to say, because a lot of people have not seen this team yet, but when Paul Maneri starts making those statements, do, how much weight does that hold? Because you don't really hear him say stuff like that, at least not to the media. Yeah, well, it definitely holds a lot. Um, because he's kind of in a position now where, at, if you're LSU baseball, you essentially recruit yourself, right? They do a great job of recruiting but you're going to get good players. So every mm-hmm. year you're going to have a good team. So you can come out every single year and be like, we're going to be one of the one of the best teams in the country. And you're not wrong. You'll never be wrong. He can say it every single year. So I feel like he tries he tries to pick and choose when he actually says different things. And I think mm-hmm. he does that on purpose because he understands that whole dynamic of like I can say we're going to be really good. That's fine. But I can also tell the truth and say like no, we're going to be really good. Right. If your safety net is still going to be top twenty-five every year, then you can come out and be like, "No, no, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna legit compete this year." And I think that's what he does, and I think he does it right. And I really think we have the weapons this year. Like I think LSU baseball is going to have severe arms, and I cannot wait to see what a pitching staff looks like in purple and gold. Listen, if he's anywhere close to the stratosphere of what I feel from him 
with Jaden Hill. He says he's flirting with him starting again. Okay, if that's the case, mm-hmm. I, I just want to see how long Jaden can go. You know, like, can he get more than five innings out of him? You know, because we've only seen him in, yeah. in, the, in the games that we've had that he's only able to go for about five innings, which has been his max. But that's still yeah. – he's still the nastiest man alive. And, look, Vandy is the best yeah. team in your division, in the conference. They're the best team in the conference. And yeah. look at the pitch. Al Leader's son, uh, I think it's also Zach Leader uh, and, and Kumar Rocker. They're just absolutely fantastic. That guy's fun to watch. That guy is fun I to like watch. that dude. Yeah. He's fun to watch. <laughs> my favorite – I mean, I, I, I won't give him credit, but he's fun to watch. Dude, my favorite was in, in the World Series in, in Omaha – him and the in uh, the batter, and I don't know if you remember, kind of were drawing back, and you could read Rocker's lips, and he's like, "Here comes a curveball," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, good luck." He throws him a curveball, strikes it. him out, and he didn't say anything. He just looks at him with that death stare, and I'm like, "Dog, that's Alex Rodriguez, Roger Clemens type stuff, man." Yeah, still gotta hit it, man. You can yeah. know it's coming. Still gotta hit it. I know that that's absolutely unreal. Zach, let me. We talked about social media earlier, and there was a question I was going to ask you, and I, I I forgot about. You talk about having stuff in the palm of your hands. LSU football is struggling. Okay, when when maybe you guys were struggling, did you ever see what your head coach said? Did you ever purposely go and see what he said post game, or did you kind of did the team kind of stay away from that? Because you can see that there's some tension there when Ed Orgeron speaks versus the what players say on social media. Did you guys ever just go see what Paul Maneri would say after a game? We never would. Um, I, I, but I always kind of felt like Paul – Paul, I always felt like Coach was very honest with us. You know, like I, I really think like when he was going into a post-game interview, I always kind of felt like I knew what he was about to say because he just told us to. Like he wasn't, I never, I never felt like he would have said anything in the media that I didn't know was coming. If I had an, if I played like ass one night, if he went out in the media and said it, I knew it was coming because he may have told me already, but he, I mean, he, he never did that to me, but I'm saying like, you know, even if like I deserved to get lashed one time, it, it wouldn't have surprised me if he did it because I just knew like, well, that is what happened today in the game. I never felt like. I never felt like there was a disconnect there. Now, with this with this football team, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if there's if there's like rifts between certain coaches and the rest of the team, or certain coaches and some of the team and not other team. I don't know where the rifts are. I can say that when I was at LSU, our team did not have that. Mm-hmm. So like there was no like there was no weird disconnect where some guys were pulling in one direction and some guys weren't. So that's not I, – I can't really speak on that for their locker room because I literally don't know what that would feel like. Yeah, and I'm with you. And, and listen, I know that you're close with Alex Lang, okay? And, and I want to, and I don't want you to speak for him, okay? Listen, I don't want you to speak for him. But right. the man was a true freshman and went undefeated, okay? He literally yeah. could not go do anything better than what he did his first season at LSU. Do yeah. you think that that builds? You know, like, has he ever, and I, and I don't want you to spill any secrets, and you don't have to, but maybe even an observation, does that build? Look, LSU's coming off the best season ever. You're coming from an individual player that never lost, okay? And then he's coming mm-hmm. in, and he's, hey, it's two to one, and you're down by one in the bottom of the eighth, and you got to make something happen. What? 
did you ever sense something like that? And could you see that pressure just being too much for these young kids? So what I what you tend to see is that guys who end up in that position, guys who end up in the streaks like that, they're also not really the guys who mentally buy into that kind of streak. So like I, I can speak for a guy like Lang. He was never the kind of guy who uh, he was never the kind of guy who even cared about that streak. That's just not what he did. He was day in, day out kind of guy. And what's ironic is that those are your guys who have the streaks, but it's because that's the mentality that causes the streaks. So it never really builds up in that manner because it, the guys who find themselves in that position, they don't, they never thought about it anyway. <laughs> right. You know what the kind of guy I am? Just not even, you know, and it's not even on purpose. I would have been the guy to be like, hey, Alex, don't blow it tonight, dog. You got that streak on the line. <laughs> you know, I'm that, I'm that yeah. stupid, you know. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, just trying to make conversation with him and be like, hey, dog, don't blow it. <laughs> my, uh, so my, my pitching coach in high school, he was a younger guy. He was fresh out of, fresh out of Juco, and then he went back to, to, where, to where we were from. And wanted to help out there. He was an incredible pitching coach. He was kind of silly like that. He was super funny. Like he would kind of keep everything light. And he would do that to me every single start. After each inning, if I hadn't allowed a hit yet, he would come and tell me. So it might be third inning, fourth inning, fifth inning. Didn't matter how long. He'd be like, hey, man, no hits yet. Keep that going. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I used to get so mad. <laughs> Dude. Listen, Clay had a uh, a no hitter going, and he he would have the death stare, like he would legitimately get a ball and throw it at your face if you said something. So I never would say anything. I would just kind of get him that whole. But you don't have to say anything. Like you, Zach. Let me ask you: Have you ever thrown a no hitter? And I'm being t- like, have you ever thrown a no hitter in your career? Yeah. Okay. In high school, not in college. Okay, got. You. But either way, I mean, either way, do you know? Like, do you? I've never pitched a day in my life. I threw one inning. I came in relief for Clay. We were beating. We were beating a team like twenty-one to two. Okay, and I came in and threw two fastballs. One got hit. Uh, it's still going right now, but it was foul. And another one, he yeah. grounded it out to third. So that's my claim of fame. I got a save and with one out. But do you know? Like, do you know that you have that no hitter? I. Th- I mean, I think you do because I don't know if you think about it in that sense of like no one's allowed to hit. But I think that, like, when you're between innings, you kind of think back on, like, all right, who's coming up? What did I do the last couple at-bats against them? So then in that way, you understand, like, okay, well, these three guys haven't gotten a hit. So, like, if you think about it in that sense, you do. Um, when I was at LSUE, we played in a regional game, um, and I went eight and two-thirds and then allowed a base hit, and I got pulled. And for the rest of the week, everybody on the roster called me 26. Because <laughs> all the guys 26 out. <laughs> yeah. Like, See, man, that's you, me. Baseball locker rooms are just they're they're undefeated, dude. Baseball locker rooms will never lose. I know, man. The trolling is so great. I can't believe Willis pulled you though. Rudy Pooh. Hey, what Well, okay, to be fair though, in that game, so <laughs> I I was hurt. I think I was hurt. I don't know. My velo was extremely down. Like I'm talking about like seventy nine to eighty two. So, oh, like, wow. I was throwing legitimate fastballs that weren't cracking 80. So, but it was it was effective because it was so slow. But by the time I allowed that hit in the ninth, he was like, all right. right. <laughs> I've seen enough. Well, and you know what's crazy? You're, you still throw it harder than 95% of America. 
You know, ninety-seven percent. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about when you talk about America, you're still the upper echelon. That's what people. Oh, he's only throwing ninety-two miles an hour. Like dog, that's ninety-two like, miles an hour. You can hear, you can hear ninety-two. Right. <laughs> like it's not the same. Two more questions. We'll get you out of here, Zach. Zach Pearson's our guest. Number one, did you see that the ACC shifted around their schedule today, football-wise, to give Notre Dame, undefeated Notre Dame, number two in the country, and number three, Clemson, easier schedules to go to the conference? It's my Rudy Poo of the day. Mm, I want to, I want to get your take on that. What do you think that a conference would do that and switch its games at not midseason, not the beginning of the season, but during the season to give their the teams right? Do like, they have a Do they have a championship game? Like, yeah. do they play each other? Yeah. So Clemson, Clemson, and Notre Dame would rematch after the first game. Uh, I think it was like the Saturday you had your little boy. So I'm not sure if you saw that. You know, like it was like the same weekend. It was a lot. It, look, okay. Notre Dame handled them pretty easily, but they changed the schedule. And, and, and the SEC has been getting a lot of criticism because people in the SEC are saying, like, dog, how can you change the schedule at the end of the year to give these teams better games, easier games? I hope one of them get beat. Yeah, that would be – wouldn't that just be the sweetest thing ever, though? Like, just uh, the ultimate, the gods don't lie kind of thing. <laughs> Brandy Blake asked you a question. She says, Zach, is that a NASA jacket, and where do I get one? <laughs> it is a NASA jacket. Um, um, I mean, you could Google it. I, don't, I really don't know where I got it. But it's just a windbreaker, and it's honestly probably too cold outside for me to be wearing just a windbreaker. But, oh, well, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Well, listen, I've been doing this, and I, I used to make fun of Jeff for wearing, the, you know, the coaches cut off, like the 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 uh, short sleeve pullover coaches, like a fourth zip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog, that's yeah. all I've been wearing. <laughs> they are comfortable, though. They They're are, man. And, and it's really more about are. now that we're married, you know, it's like more about comfort. It's not about – do I want to be a little stylish? Yes. Like, do I have an AYS logo on it? Yeah, sure, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's comfortable though. You know, like I'm yeah. in my I'm oh, yeah. in my pajama pants down here. You know, like it's all about comfort these days, dog. That is right. That is right. I always wonder. You ever watch ESPN and that's what you think? Like, you watch a network and you're like, you think any of them do the wearing pants right now? Like, you do think any of them have matching suit pants? Listen, I think every single time. Listen, I used to think that, especially doing this show, like especially doing this show. Listen, I did one in boxer briefs on an accident one time during Corona. Okay, like during quarantine, I was like, listen, don't put this camera down too low, dog. We got on boxer briefs. So I could, you look, I've done it. I'm just going to be honest. You know, I mean, it's not like my business was showing on Facebook Live or anything, but yeah, I've done it. Well, there you go. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Yeah, for real. Zach, last question. We'll get you out of here, man. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, what do you think about the game Saturday? What do you want to see uh, from this LSU team? Do you just want to see fight? Do you want to see, you know, do you want an outright win? I don't know. But what do you want to see just Saturday, bro? I mean, well, if I could pick anything, an outright win would be the coolest. <laughs> it would just be the coolest thing ever. Um but really what I want to see is that the defense that we have on the field just continue with the effort 
and the progression that we've had, like you said, over the last four or five games or so, right? As long as we're doing that, then I'm okay. This season is in the trash. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Who cares what happens the next few games? I want to see that we're at least not just throwing away reps that are very valuable because training camp reps do not count the same way that these December reps against Bama and Florida are going to count. That's what I want to see there. Defensive play, like, I mean, you got Ricks who still has some some growing to do, but he's incredible. And I want to see him get good reps in. Um, I want Stingley to stay being great. I want to see who's the next receiver that steps up now that Terrace Marshall's gone because these are valuable reps. I want to see Gilbert do the same thing. I want to see if we run with both quarterbacks, the same thing. So basically that, like you said, fight. Fight's a good way to put it. I just want to see these dudes who understand that, like, yeah, this game in this year's scheme may not matter that much. It's probably going to be an L if we're being honest. But that doesn't mean that it's a total loss, and it doesn't mean that it's useless either. I'm with you. And, look, you mentioned Terrace Marshall. It feels like so long ago but with him opting out. Very quickly, very quickly, your take on that. What, are you okay with him opting out? I am okay with it. I'm okay with it because I feel like – so I feel like each of these guys has to sit down in their, in their own situation and they have to look at these are, these are my family members, these are my whatever, this is my current situation, this and that. And I think for every single player, that decision is different. And I think the parameters around that decision is different. And I think that ultimately, whichever decision they choose is the correct decision because they're not making that decision lightly. They've weighed out all the possible options and they do, and they do what they thought was right. So I don't, I mean, do I want to watch that dude play more games? Yeah. I also wanted to watch Joe Burrow come back, you know, like <laughs> that's just kind of how it goes. Like, I know. you know, like you just, of course, like, of course you want him to play more, but at the end of the day, you got to be happy for the dude. He's, he's put himself in a position where he can make that decision and he's earned where he's going next. And in order to get to that point, he had to give us a lot of really good days. So that's kind of how I look at it. It's like, hey, man, thanks. Like, thanks for what you already gave us, and best of luck to you. Yeah, I'm with you, Zach. I mean, I can't I can't be mad. I can't be happy. You know, like, there's so many things that you could say, and it seems like nothing's going to satisfy anybody, right? Like, I can say, go do yeah. you, and so it's whatever. Zach, I appreciate it, man, and we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon, my friend. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks. That's Zach Pearson, former LSU baseball player who joins us Every Thursday, he's back in his uh, Thursday slot. So glad to have Zach uh, with us. Listen, I was going to do, I've been meaning to do a Saints-Falcons uh, breakdown. Uh, really, guys, I, the same as three weeks ago. The same as three weeks ago. Just I'll go out there, run the football, and that's it. And that's it. Okay, guys, I appreciate it. We will not be on tomorrow. AYS Fight Club will be on Tomorrow, uh, go check it out. They always have a lot of great fighters that come on the show. But as far as AYS, we will wait and see you after for the postgame show uh, after LSU versus Alabama. So come on there. Give us your calls. Hopefully, it's all good. Hopefully, we have a lot of good things to talk about with LSU. But until then, we'll see you, we'll see you soon. Have a good night.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.